Has your brand been struggling to reach the correct audience when advertising? We've all done it. Maximize privacy filters on our phones and apps because who wants to be talking about something for it to pop up mysteriously later? It's weird and everyone hates it. Did you know that podcast advertising is way more effective than display advertising? With 67% of listeners remembering brands and 63% making a purchase after hearing them. You know how much we love Zencaster, and their new creator network is no different. Whether you want to diversify your ad spend, add a new marketing stream, or test out podcast ads, Zencaster's creator network makes it easy for brands to connect with podcasters. Zencaster's creator network is a perfect place for you to get into podcast ads and sponsor your favorite creators, like us. So stop wasting advertising dollars on ad campaigns that aren't targeting your niche audience. Let Zencaster's creator network match you with podcasters who can ensure that your target audience is being reached. We love Zencaster so much and being able to see ad opportunities come across our dashboard with a percentage match to see how much our audiences line up is game changing. It helps creators really get behind brands that mean something to them. And with a podcast show for just about anything you can think of, your brand is no exception. Are you interested in sponsoring this show or podcast ads for your business? Go to zen.ai slash gruesome and fill out the contact information so Zencaster can help you bring your business story to life. Welcome to Gruesome, your horrific true crime podcast. I am Connie, along with Sleeping Beauty over there, Meg. Today, you are yawning. Uh, Yes, I am a little tired. Today, she is going to tell us about Barbara Skrolova. I will mispronounce that. I am not sorry about it, but it's, it's, it's Czech. Her last name's Czech, so it is kind of a little difficult. Scrub. I've been watching Stranger Things, so I feel Me like too. I have a heavy. <laughs> I feel like I could do the Russian accent, <laughs> right? But now that you, when you think about it, you're like, no, people will listen to this. Yeah, people. <laughs> I am at. So the other night I watched episode five. I started the beginning of it, fell asleep, and then woke up in the last like two minutes of it. So I missed the whole episode, and I have to rewatch episode five. It's funny because that's exactly what I did last night. Stopped at episode five with me, my son, and my husband. And I fell asleep during it. My husband fell asleep. My oldest stayed up through the whole thing. But now he's mad because I won't let him watch. We watch it all as a family. And, well, the three of us. Because this is a little bit darker. It's very horror influenced. And I, yeah, you know, it's not normally my bag, but I love Stranger Things. So I'm into it. Yeah, I watch because our middle son has watched quite a few of the episodes with us and he's never had a problem but we watched the first episode of this season i'm not going to give any spoilers in case you you haven't seen it yet but we watched the first episode and he was like i am not watching anymore (laughs) i am frightened now this is a good segue though this is a good segue because i actually talk a little bit about movies in the first one because this case today was what heavily influenced the horror movie orphan Oof. Yeah. Um, but like those kind of cases, these kind of cases specifically fascinate me. Like even not even horror movies, like never been kissed or like Twilight, just like adults 
who go back to school or pose as children or teenagers for whatever reason, I'm just always so fascinated. Like, why? It's the worst time of your life. Why? <laughs> I used to think about that with Never Been Kissed because I'm like, I love Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore stand right here. And I was like, Josie, I'm just not buying it. Like, <laughs> no, not at you all. You look like an adult. You are a grown up. Um, grossy anymore. And it's like, I this happens so much more frequently than we realize. And I guess it's more than I realized because I read about so many like 25 year old men that legitimately went back to high school just to play sports like they went and played basketball or they went and played football and no one said anything until like they were playing and then someone from another school recognized them and they were like hey didn't you graduate 11 years ago <laughs> what are you doing here and then they get in tra trouble and go to jail for i don't know even know fraudulent for forgery stuff i don't know happened to i think it was here in ohio there was a high school football team, I believe, that played on ESPN. And they played for a high school that was fictitious. That's interesting. But it's scary when they do look young enough to pass for it. And then they have the brain and the experience as an adult to manipulate others into believing that they are children. I don't like where this is going because the movie Orphan was one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. I've never seen it because, as you know, I'm not crazy about horror movies. But I do, like, as I've also said, I read the synopsis for every movie. Like, if I even kind of am like, oh, I wonder what that's about. Let me find out. I'll read the entire plot. and Let me I find the spoilers. And then I'm going to go see it. Yep. Sometimes I will. Sometimes I won't. Like that one? Didn't. I was like, okay, I got it. I like gore horror, but I don't like ghost oh yeah we've talked yeah because yeah. i don't it feels too real <laughs> like it just happened to me <laughs> oh no that was funny i uh, i accidentally sent my computer my computer man voice through the speaker and connie heard it and she was like yeah strange man because <laughs> megan wasn't talking and i just hear this man's voice in my head but what did it I was say I don't even know because it sounded very robotic and like low and scary, like off the movie, like White Noise or something or The Ring or I don't know. But it was terrifying. And I I cried, guys. Like I had tears. <laughs> to my, I, I was so scared. Haunted computer. <gasps> okay, let's get into it so people don't complain about how much <laughs> laughing in the beginning. That's fine. Okay, so in early May of 2007, a family in the Czech Republic checked their video baby monitor to check and see if it was working. Um, when they looked at the image that came across, it wasn't their nursery. It wasn't even their house. What they did see was a young boy who was nude, confined to a small room with his hands tied behind him. The monitor was picking up a different signal from someone else's house, but it had to be close because they don't, these aren't long range baby monitors, you know? This horrific image prompted the family to call police because what they saw it and they thought, well, he looks content. Maybe, maybe they're playing or something, but he was still in the same spot after six hours. 
So they called police and police ended up at the home of one of the family's neighbors. Clara and Katerina Morova were sisters who lived together with Clara's two young sons. Initially, the women let police in to look around, but they found a door that led to a small space under the stairs and it had been locked from the outside. Clara and Katerina refused to let officers inside of that door. In fact, they blockaded it. Police were not having that. They busted down the door and found eight-year-old Andre, bound, starving, covered in his own excrement. This severely abused little boy was taken from their home along with his 13-year-old sister, Annika, who had begun throwing an absolute tantrum the moment the police entered the home. She was also acting much younger than she appeared. She had crawled into the room. She was babbling like a baby. They thought maybe she had some developmental disabilities. She was also taken. Andre also had a 10-year-old brother, Jacob, who was at school when his brother was taken into custody. And when he met with investigators, when Jacob did, he was reluctant to talk. But inevitably, he said that he himself had been stabbed with kitchen utensils. His mother had purchased cigarettes just for the sole purpose of putting them out on he and his brother's skin. Oof. Annika did not have a mark on her. Clara and Katerina were arrested for child abuse, and they came clean with the police. They explained how, yes, they had abused the boys. Clara, the boy's mother, explained the relationship with their older sister as well. Now, has been found to have its a histrionic personality disorder. And when I looked it up, it was talking about um, like doing things just for attention, like very dramatic. Uh, and I was like, well, isn't that kind of like narcissistic? But I guess with narcissism, and this is just like a brief Google search, so don't quote me on this. With uh, narcissism, you think very highly of yourself and you expect others to feel the same way. And with this histrionic, it's you you want other people to think highly of you. So you act dramatically or you do things to get their approval. Makes sense? That makes sense. Okay. I had never actually heard of it, so it was a little bit of a... Yeah, I'm not familiar with that either. Mm -hmm. So this disorder is characterized by a desire for external recognition and admiration, um, and as well as a tendency to make excessive emotional displays. Katerina was the leader in their sibling dynamic. They have a middle sister, Gabriella, as well. Clara married very young after an unplanned pregnancy at 18 with Jacob. The couple amicably divorced, and Clara had full custody of their children. After this divorce, Clara and the boys moved in with Katerina, and Clara was a good mom. She doted on her boys, and the abuse that they endured really only began after... Annika moved into their home because she had adopted her legally with the help of an advocate for undocumented children's adoptions. And she told her friends that Annika was severely autistic. In the summer of 2006, Clara's communication with the boy's father was halted. And their dad was very active in their lives. He was very involved. But little by little, she just cut that off until... She was no longer talking to him, and he was no longer talking to the boys. When the boys and Annika were taken into custody, they did open up and explain what had been happening to them, but Anna gave everyone hell, 
And they assumed this was because of, you know, this disability that she had. And they were working, they were doing their best to try to work around it and make her comfortable and not push her too hard. So while she was in processing, they gave her some paper and a pen to keep herself occupied. And workers discovered that she had been doing advanced calculus on this paper. Considering that Clara told everyone she had autism, they were like, oh, maybe this is, you know, one of those situations where this person is just very good at math. Three days after arriving at the care facility, Annika disappeared. And authorities began a high-profile search, thinking that there's either this girl loose alone somewhere who may not be able to take care of herself, or there are fellow co-conspirators of this these boys' abuse, and they have taken her away. What was strange, though, was when photographs of Anna began to circulate, former friends and co-workers of Katerina began to speculate that Anna wasn't Anna at all. She was Barbara Skrolova, a 32-year-old woman with hypopituitarism. She looked significantly younger, but had she'd worked with Katerina at the daycare center that Katerina ran. And investigators were like, hey, Katerina, who the hell is this lady? <laughs> is Anna Barbara? And Katerina was like, you're crazy. No, I know them both separately. They're two different people. A few days later, a letter from Anna arrived explaining why she had run away. And it was to find a way to help her mom, Clara, because she was in trouble. But this quote unquote 13 year old girl with severe autism had written a 10-page paper with perfect spelling and grammar. When it was traced back to a cottage, it was a cottage where Katerina and Barbara Skrolova had once worked, and the cottage was empty. Everyone who had seen Anna over the last few years, including judges, social workers, journalists, they all agreed that they had been in the presence of a child when they were talking to Anna. But something else came to light during this investigation. I'm sorry, this case is just like... So wild. Barbara had been a member of a religious cult called the Grail Movement that was run by her father, Joseph. During Barbara and Katerina's time together at college, Katerina had also been convinced to join the Grail Movement. The DNA that they had taken from Anna after being removed from her adopted mother's custody matched Barbara Skrolova. And on June 11, 2007, the world realized that Anna Mar Marova was actually Barbara Skrolova. So this is when it all happened. So for a full year, she pretty much lived with this family as their daughter as a 12 or 13-year-old. On the 15th of June, just a couple of days after they realized that this DNA is actually this 33-year-old woman, she showed up at the Czech embassy the Czech embassy in Denmark with her real father Joseph she had a lawyer she had a police officer and another man so she came in with like a posse yeah and they told they were like she's an adult she only acted like a child to feel happy and safe because that was the best time in her life but there was no explanation as to how she escaped this care facility and crossed multiple borders with no passport into Denmark a few days after this, Barbara sent a message to the media explaining that she wanted to cooperate. She explained how she had become Anna 
While working at the daycare with Katerina, Barbara said that she found herself suffering from age dysphoria and that she sought psychiatric help for it. But Katerina understood her. She understood that while she may have been a 30-something-year-old woman, inside she felt like a young child. So Katerina allegedly helped her craft a new identity that she felt more in tune with. This opened a new can of worms because Barbara, who was an adult, had witnessed this abuse happening to these children for more than a year, and she had never made a move to come forward and report anything. Barbara disappeared again. After countless attempts by authorities in in check to contact her, they were like, please come back. We can do this over video. We can do this however we need to, but like we need to talk to you. Disappeared. And more dominoes begin to kind of drop into place as she's gone. Joseph, her father, and the leader of a sect of the Grail Movement, and I'll explain this Grail Movement because it's a cult. It's a mix of Christianity and like a new age religion plus violence. Its followers have made headlines for all sorts of horrific acts because Clara and Katerina had remained almost entirely silent on anything other than their own specific involvement in the abuse. Um, The investigators kind of realized that they were doing that because they were hiding all of the other people who had helped them abuse these children. Because it wasn't just Clara and Katerina or even just Barbara. It was other people in this cult. Uh, And many of these... (laughs) People were the ones who helped Anna get adopted, so they began to raid that sect and the people who were in it for evidence. And they found some. There were medical documents for various illnesses. They all had children's names from the daycare that Katerina and Barbara had worked at, and they were all forgeries. The longer that the boys were in safety, they were kind of like in a care facility, the more they began to reveal about their abuse. Two adult men had also been abusing them. The men were Jan Skrilla, who was Barbara's brother, and Jan Turek. They had both worked part-time at Katerina's daycare center. Before the summer of 2006, neither of these boys had ever been abused. It began suddenly and brutally. On what seemed like it was going to be a family trip to a cottage in the woods, The family arrived, and the boys were immediately put into dog cages and fed from pet bulls. They were not allowed to speak. Bags were placed over their heads, and they were beaten with various household objects. They often had to hurt each other, and they were forced to dig their own graves and lie in them. The most horrific of the abuse came from their own mother, when Clara held down eight-year-old Andre, who seemed to take the brunt of these attacks. She cut a thick piece of skin from his bottom, and the adults all ate his raw flesh while he was still in the room. And the abuse continued at home. They were coached what to say. They were told what to do. Jacob returned to school. But Andre was pulled from school because he had a hearing issue, and Clara was going to homeschool him. But in reality, when after that cottage trip, He was chained up in the basement of that daycare center where Katerina, Hannah Basova, another daycare center went, and another cult member watched him. 
After his mom and aunt procured a new home, Andre was moved to the closet under the stairs. The Grail advocates a strong-handed disciplinary approach with children, but it's likely that the baby monitor that saved Andre was, this is kind of like a rumor, but it was suggested that it was being used to film and record videos that were sold. Another theory is that the boy's abuse was orchestrated by Barbara herself. Boys spoke of Anna, quote unquote again, adoringly. They said she had been chosen by God, but they wouldn't say any more than that. The boys had been purposefully separated and isolated from their mother. Katerina had taken Jacob, and Hannah Bosova kept Andre locked up at the daycare. And they had all been effectively brainwashed into believing that Barbara or Anna was like an idol or a saint or she'd been sent from God to help them. But by 2008, Barbara still hadn't been heard from. She was still gone. And now I'm going to tell you another story, <laughs> which we will have to circle back around. And it will circle back around and you will go, what? I'm already saying what? I got so many things to say. September of 2007. So keep that in mind. End of 2007, Barbara is still missing. But in 2007, a young boy named Adam began attending school in Oslo, Norway. He did well at school, despite the fact that he had just been immersed into a new language. Many suggested that he looked older than his 13 years, maybe 16. Adam would have hysterical breakdowns if he was startled or if a loud noise happened. His behavior seemed off, so counselors spoke with Adam, and he told them that he had been abused by his father and sold to men for sexual purposes. The school took action. They got more information from him. The boy drew a picture of seven children covered in blood with a man threatening them. He explained that he, Adam, and these other children were being tortured and abused. Adam was immediately placed in an orphanage. And on the 16th of December, Adam, while on an outing with the orphanage, was rushed into a waiting car and he disappeared. On January 5th, 2008, a man, Michael Reha, was with Adam when he was arrested after trying to process paperwork after renting a car. They believed that they had caught this man who had abducted Adam from the orphanage. Except it wasn't Adam. It was Barbara Skrilova disguised as a 13-year-old boy. She immediately came clean to police about who she was, and they were both arrested. Barbara was not allowed bail due to her high flight risk. It's crazy, I know. Your what face is just like, what is happening? Yeah, what the hell? So initially, when they took her in, Barbara was in too poor of a mental state to be interrogated, and they put her in a crisis cell. But by the 15th, they were finally able to ask her questions. And gone was the childlike inflections that she had been using for years. She said that she herself was a victim. She showed scars of abuse that had long since happened. She was fully cooperating. But as time went on, she became less and less willing to share what she knew or what she had done. And I know... I was wondering as I was reading about this, like, what, what's up with Clara? Because, like, she's, these boys, this is their mom. Yeah. That's... And we're hearing about Katerina. And truly, Clara believed that 
Anna was a 13-year-old girl. But once Barbara had been arrested, that whole web unraveled for her. Suddenly, she was much more willing to talk about people other than herself. Clara began to reveal that Anna had also been in on the abuse. At one time, she held Andre's head under the water, and she had beaten both Jacob and Andre. On February 11, 2008, Barbara was charged with child abuse. During the trial, she, Barbara, tried to paint a picture that she was enduring the same abuse that Andre had dealt with. She had been chained up in the daycare basement. She had been trained to take on a new identity, and she was hit and beaten if she slipped up. Katerina had actually been the adopter of Anna, and she had told her to be Anna or else, Barbara said. Barbara alleged that the adoption of Anna by Clara was the commencement of the abuse of Jacob and Andre, and it was simply a continuation of what had been happening to her for years. All three of them had been enforced to inflict pain on each other. She admitted to drowning Andre, but if she had refused, it would have been her head going under the water. Disobedience was never an option. Refusing to perform an act would mean that it would be inflicted on her to an even harsher extent. She said it was all being done to sell her to evil men, which was why she gave herself up in Norway. She was suffering at the hands of men and that the police had saved her when they finally found her in Norway. On the 21st of April, the accused were formally indicted. It was Clara and Katerina Morova, Hannah Basova, and Jan Skrilla. They faced up to 12 years imprisonment for deprivation of liberty of minors and the abuse of persons entrusted to their care. Barbara and Jan Turek faced up to eight years for aggravated cruelty. During the trial, it was revealed that in 2003, Katerina had told her sister she had rescued a child from human traffickers in Norway. The girl had been sexually abused and was dying from leukemia. She met the girl after being sworn to secrecy. She told Clara, you can't tell anybody about her. The girl was underweight and disoriented, and she seemed drawn to Clara and confided in her that her real name was Anna. Katerina acted surprised and asked if she wouldn't mind caring for Anna as it was unlikely that she would live past 16. And Clara agreed. Katerina was able to enlist a doctor's help to support Clara and Anna during this adoption. The doctor came to represent a very strong presence in Clara's life. It was actually the doctor who initiated some of the abuse that Jacob and Andre began to endure. However, she only ever spoke to him via text messages or sometimes a phone call. During the trial, it was revealed that the doctor's phone number was actually Katerina, Clara's sister. What? Your face. I know. What? What? Katerina was said she was found to have sadistic and pedophilic sexual tendencies, which she had sated with her own treatment of her nephews. And, you know, that's also why she had been able to manipulate Clara. She had actively participated in sexualized bonding treatment that would be, had been prescribed for Anna. And there was a possibility that she had had a pre-existing sexual relationship with Barbara. And what I mean by this 
is that the doctor had encouraged Clara to massage Anna for hours upon hours, for like eight hours at a time, including her genitals, so that they could have a stronger bond. Anna required an extraordinary amount of attention, and when her boys began to act out, the doctor suggested that a trip to the cottage in the woods would be just the thing they needed for an attitude adjustment. Clara did whatever Katerina told her to, and the men at the cottage forebode and prevented her from comforting or helping her children at all. But she did admit that she was guilty of the abuse. Barbara's cuts and scars were found to be self-inflicted, despite her insistence that she had been abused. Many of her scars were from her breast reduction and liposuction she had gotten to appear younger than her actual age. They all went to pr prison. Clara was released in 2013, Katerina was released in 2014, and the rest of the people involved, including Barbara, were released before both of them. So they are all free as a bird right now. The boys, I guess their dad didn't have a job. There was like some drama happening with the care facility they were at, and so he wasn't able to get custody of them. So they actually went to... Clara and Katerina's mom and I don't know what they're doing now but last I knew that they were in the custody of his of her mother and what about Adam Adam that was Barbara so he there was never an Adam there was never an Adam Adam was Barbara Skrilova pretending to be a 13 year old boy she like gained weight and shaved her head and was posing as a teenage boy so she went from posing as a teenage girl with leukemia to posing as a teenage boy who's being abused and tortured. Did uh, Barbara's dad get in any trouble? No, he disappeared. Similar to the way Barbara did. Um, yeah, he did. He, they have it. I don't know if that's true as of 2022. I gotta look at what this lady looks like. But the most recent information, and you know, like you look at her and you'd say, like maybe, maybe early 20s, maybe. But she was just really good at manipulating people into believing that she was, you know, a kid. That's wild. Yeah, it is wild. This case reminded me of the one that happened in Indiana not that long ago, the Natalia Grace girl. Do you remember that case? No, I don't. So this no. woman and, well, a couple, they adopted this little girl um, who was six years old and she had extreme needs she had a form of dwarfism and when she got to this family this family said that she had pubic hair she had a period she was her language she didn't want to talk to um she didn't want to talk to kids she wasn't interested in kid stuff she was interested in like being a young woman and they alleged that natalia this little girl was actually 22 years old and they already had children. They had an autistic son. And he was like, he was one of those kids who, like, he was like a genius at math. He was so good that they moved to Canada. The family moved to Canada and they left this girl in an apartment. They paid for a full year for her to live in an apartment as an eight-year-old now. But they believed that she was 22 and they got doctors to like change her age and change her birth certificate and like say that her bone density was actually that of a 22 year old. And 
she was eight. I, I think I, and she was legitimately eight. So that's the, because they went to so many doctors and got all of her information changed. Um, it just became a, like a, he said, she said kind of thing. They went to court and they lost though. And I remember, yeah, I remember them like uh, for the abandonment, right? Yeah, they abandoned her. And then so she was actually adopted by someone else. Um, and they went on Dr. Phil and told she was like, I'm not this older woman. I am a child, you know, and she I was just like, what? But I followed that case for a while because I was like, is she a child? Is she an adult? Like no one knew for sure because they had mixed her paperwork up so much and um that couple ended up divorcing but just like this remind this made me think of it like even the like just i don't know just the similarities because she was from another country as well and they had a hard time finding her actual birth certificate and her birth mother and she was allegedly like said that's just me saying that case from recollection so that i might have stuff wrong there but i have no words isn't it just like fucking wild it's horrifying like it opens up and you're like oh no this kid and then they save this kid but then you realize their 13 year old sister is actually an adult and those that was another thing with the the other one the natalia grace the natalia grace one that was in indiana they said that she was like trying to poison them and she like they said it was just like the movie orphan i remember that now I remember. So both of these cases kind of play into that. But yeah, those poor kids. Like, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to say this and I know that someone is going to have something to say about this. But when she initially was like, well, I was abused too. And it was, "Mm -mm, you are a grown ass adult. And those are children. 30 something years old. And like, those are children. Those are babies. And the horrific abuse that they experienced it makes me want to lose my shit yeah and it's like how you were a good mom for like that many years and then suddenly i you know i read like it was the stress and like the extreme nature of like the care that quote unquote anna slash barbara uh required and just like all the things she was being told to do plus on top of like this personality disorder that she was just like willing to do whatever to get people i don't know but like how you want to live that fast to like eating your kid your own child's flesh what no no yeah and look this is 2007 right this is not like yeah this isn't like 1972 or where i would be like look you know the internet is a thing yeah but like in what world would you get text messages from a doctor that are telling you to sexually abuse a child and you'd be like, okay, this yeah, legit. Or like, and how did you not know it was your sister's phone number? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, like, I wonder if it was like a burner phone. Maybe. Yeah. Like I read like So I read the book about this. Um, it's called The Curim Case and it's by Ryan Green, who writes many good true crime books. But I, there's a lot of just, random misinformation i'm not sure where a lot of it came from but one of them said one of the things i read said that katarina would pose as the doctor and like tell 
Clara that Katerina and Hanika had gone to do something for like medical issues and they were actually like on vacation or they were actually just going out and like doing things together but i don't know if that's true so i didn't really include it in the case um seems like something that would happen but it's yeah it seems legit so the idea we think that her because obviously barbara is an adult so she is in a consenting like sexual relationship with katarina 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 yeah i don't know i see catalina wine mixer (laughs) <laughs> but but I could understand the two of them being in a relationship and I got no qualms with that. Like I that's I do that's when it. you're apparently suffering from hysteria yeah, and like you're pretending to be a child. It's like a weird workaround, a sexual deviance that is that's I, what it feels that, like to me. Yeah. I am feels- with that. Like she wants to feel like a kid and Katarina wants to is a pedophile. It's real weird and it's real gross. And I don't kink shame, but that's fucking weird. That's weird. And the cult thing on top of it, like you you're all of us together. Abuse, and you had your si- but that makes it makes sense that she had her sister as the one that adopted her because otherwise she would be like. So the du- judge who adopted Anna to Katerina said that when she saw her, she saw a child. Because they had to present DNA testing at that time. And the DNA test that was given when she was adopted, they had actually brought another one of these cult members' children in to pose as the adopted child. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. And this the is other, a movie. the parents were like, no, we didn't know that our child had even been used for that. She just went to the daycare there. But they were also members of that cult. Is this cult still around? Yeah, it's it's not like a giant cult. It's got like ten thousand members That's worldwide. Cool. That's and it's big. but it's got different sects. So like there's like a bunch of smaller ones all over the world though. I mean, yes, it is fairly Do, large. Are they all doing the same gross shit? I, so I guess they all have very different like things that they do. There's not one there's no two that are the same. It's like a goodwill. Yeah, pretty much. Like the goodwill of cults. Yeah, because, like, the Goodwill in, like, East Central Indiana is not the same as the Goodwill in, like, Ohio. Yeah, but they're they're still all over. It's just It was just so weird. It was too weird for me to just ignore it. And it's not, so weird. <laughs> it's so much, too. And, the, like, there's a, there is a book, but even the book, like, that information, it's still pretty, like, skinny for all of the things that happened here because it is happening, you know, in Czech Republic and then a lot of their cases and stuff get sealed, especially with like children involved. And um, like, I guess the media got a hold of the footage of Andre in the closet and they released it. And the media in Czech Republic is not allowed to like show anything where like a person is being murdered or abused. They're not allowed to show the actual footage of that. And so I don't think you're allowed to show, I don't think you're supposed to show the footage. Like the media couldn't release that video to art. You yeah, know, like, I, I don't know. I, I know that that's the rule there because I just like read it, but they all got fined, all of them. As they should, because there is no situation where the information that's that okay present is the video of a child being abused, a video of anyone being abused. Yeah. Unless 
I it's, think it's different if you can see like a person who is responsible for it and you're like, this is what they did. But like that is no, like the only people that needed to see that were like judge and jury. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, they post all the time. Like when you see like teachers like dragging a kid down the hallway, like they post that. Yeah. You know, but wasn't he nude though? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, mm. and he lived in there. He never came out of the closet for a full year at least. And imagine just being the like, I'm just going to set up my kids baby monitor this is such a great thing look how great this baby monitor is and then being like what am i seeing happening and then you think like oh this is weird maybe it's just something like like giving the benefit of the doubt and then coming back six hours later and that is still happening and it's still there that's so scary if i turned on my baby monitor and saw that i would freak i would freak out i'm sorry if i saw a baby a video on a baby monitor of a nude boy chained there's no way I would be like, uh, maybe they're playing. Like, I would have called the police immediately. Because one, even if that's, they are playing, that's not how you're supposed to play. <laughs> you don't get to play that way. That's yeah. not how you play. That's inappropriate. Ugh. You know, and feel free to ask questions because it is so all over the place. And I, as I was reading through it, I was like, there's going to be questions. And I don't really know. If I can answer them, but I did the best to the best of my ability. Okay. While we decompress from that case, I have something I am excited about. It's no secret that Meg and I are busy as heck. Between work, podcasting, and kids, I barely have time to go to the grocery store. And you know your girl loves convenience. That's why I was so excited to try Let's Make Art. Let's Make Art delivers amazing, easy-to-follow art projects right to your house. It's summer, the kids are home, and there is no better time to try Let's Make Art. Anyone can have art supplies delivered right to their door in the form of monthly subscriptions, project kits, and supplies for a variety of activities. My kids are so creative, but let's face it, I am severely lacking in the skills department to be able to teach them anything outside of making a kid out of the letters B-O-Y. You know what I'm talking about, 80s and 90s kids. That's not a problem with Let's Make Art. Kids can learn art and lettering from professional kids' art instructors. Watercolors, acrylics, hand lettering, which is my personal favorite. There's also a kids' art subscription box that provides an experience for your little artist to be brave, kind, and creative. All of our favorite things. With supplies, step-by-step instructions, and free video tutorials, this box is created to help you take the guesswork out of kids' art. Watch them use their imagination and feel the joy of creating something of their very own. And you don't have to scour Pinterest for project ideas that may never turn out. I don't have time to go to the store to get all of the supplies. Being able to spend this time with my kids away from screens and not having to do anything except for open the box. Come on, it doesn't get much better than that. Let's make art simple together. Check out Let's Make Art today by going to our special link, zen.ai slash gruesomeart. That's zen.ai slash gruesome art. You'll get 20% off for using our code or check out the link in our show notes and then show us what you guys are making. I am sick over this. I hate cases like this. I, I hate them. This one is so freaking all over the place. And it's like, Barbara, you are a bitch. And she get like, like less than eight years in jail. You know, she did no time at all. For 
just for the child abuse and for like helping with the child abuse, but like you also did like you impersonated children, you falsified documents, you did all of this other stuff, and yet you're only you're only in trouble for this one thing? How? Yeah. How? I don't know, man. I can't sit here and be like, oh, in the United States, you'd have more time because you probably, probably wouldn't have happened at all. Because somebody would have been like, you don't look like a 13-year-old, and then they would have, like, found her Instagram <laughs> and pulled all the receipts for that. Yeah, because... Oh, oh, look who's sleeping beauty now. <laughs> I I just can't fucking imagine. I can't imagine. No, I can't imagine being like, this is my daughter and my girlfriend and my fellow cult member. And we also abuse children. Like, what? What? So apparently, um, Katerina had an apartment and Clara had an apartment. And then they got an apartment together. But they both, they still kept both of their other apartments. And I don't know why. Like, but yet... And then for like a very That's long time in the city shit right there, they like Andre lived in the basement at the daycare, which just got renamed, by the way, because the so kids that still went... a daycare. Yes, yes it's still a daycare. Like she obviously can't work there. Uh, Claire can't be around her children without supervision, but she can still be around her children now um, for a limited amount of time. But yeah, the daycare they were going to close it and then the parents were like no no it's fine like we never had any problems so the daycare stayed open and then was renamed um sunshine. house sunshine so it's still just as hot though it's a fiery place <laughs> the parents oh. realized their kids were probably abused too right i don't know i and honestly i don't know i don't know if this was just like directed at because it seems very focused one on andre in general the eight-year-old um but even though jacob did he was like scraped with forks and had cigarettes put out on him but he was not abused as intensely as andre's i wonder if it was like a my it, if it was enough to like break the children down so they wouldn't notice that their sister was not a child I don't know. And again, they like loved her. They thought she was the greatest. They said that she was a gift from God. And there seemed to be, whenever they were abused, their heads were covered. So they didn't know who was doing the abuse. So it was like she was trying to get them, I don't know, on her side. Like she would come like, in afterwards and be like, are you okay? Probably. I don't, I don't uh, know. It's all speculation. But Yeah. Huh. She had to do something during that time that was horrific for them, you know, maybe just to not realize that she was the reason all of it was happening. Well, she and their aunt. Being uh, blindfolded like that, like blindfolded or with something over my head is one of my greatest fears. I would throw up immediately. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I cannot begin to imagine how those kids must have felt going from like you know normal childhood immediately just like into something so dark and twisted. So do we think that Katarina is the initiate like the right? I honestly don't know. I think that it's probably her and Barbara and the cult stuff. I think that that's probably just a combination. And they brought Clara in like it was a like yeah to manipulate yeah. her because 
maybe they wanted to abuse her children maybe they had some sick twisted thing that they were doing in their head i don't know I yeah because it's that. weird that all of a sudden she would start doing that yeah with her boys and barbara was also diagnosed with the histrionic personality disorder as well um just again i had never heard of this so if you're one of our psych psychology listeners and you know more about it or if you're like yeah that's more of a i don't know a different have, country diagnosis or also diagnosis on it i'm gonna diagnose all three with just being twats yeah just big big old twats i would hire a 16 year old to just beat the shit out of barbara <laughs> right like, you want to look at let me tell you how our childhood <laughs> just uh about to throw bows could you imagine like <laughs> you're a 13 year old adam and some kid rolls up on you like all right adam get ready because we know who you really are <laughs> you're 33 year old barbara skrilova imagine be okay imagine being a bystanding adult in this situation and you're in public and again, this is a weird scenario that I'm just like, <laughs> but it, this is how my brain works. Like you're just in public and you find out who Barbara is. So then you like physically, like you fight her. You're like, All right, let's go. Let's go, I, Barbara. Honestly, the second I found out she was an adult, I would have been like, oh no, this is done. Like, but can you imagine other people seeing you fight this like seemingly 13 year old <laughs> girl and you're a grown ass adult? <laughs> Honestly, there were um, better ways like she could have like she could have used that to her advantage, you know, I don't know. Yeah, like you could have done good. Like if I got like, you know how like Andy Milanakis, like he looked like a kid. So he got a show and did like weird shit. Yeah, done that. Come on, Barbara. What the hell are you thinking? Ugh. That picture of her with her like shaved bald head where she's pretending to be Adam, though, which I will post. It is very Yeah, it is scary. scary. Be like she has those eyes she has those dead eyes i remember watching orphan and seeing the girl with the ribbon around her neck and i always thought her head was just gonna fall off like like the I story the girl with the green ribbon i can't take it off one day he snuck in and took it off and her head fell off blah blah man elementary school horror stories yeah <laughs> that's what this sounds like you know that new girl she's really an adult She's really a 33-year-old woman who's in a cult with her dad and brother. <laughs> Man. I just think it's crazy that she was pretending to be a kid and then she disappeared and just pretended to be another kid. <laughs> I don't know why I'm surprised by that, but I guess if it works. That's what I so, would do, though. I mean, if you're no on the run, looking. no one's looking for children. And I'm not going to say she didn't experience some type of abuse at some point especially yeah, if like sure she, it probably did if they were like oh go to the cabin in the woods like that's a thing more children have been there horrific things have happened there prior to this so i'm not saying she hasn't experienced abuse i'm just saying what she did was disgusting and she did not none of them got enough time in prison for that no not at all not at all like oof. ugh, oof, oof. So you're welcome for messing you up on that one, I suppose. <laughs> it just sounded like a scary movie. Like a It was yeah, I know. And this is I guess have trust issues. And I don't want to meet anyone or their kids. I don't want to any of that. You guys just stay over there. 
I'm going to stay over here. I don't want to meet anybody. We'll, we'll, we will continue to know exactly who we're dealing with. Maybe. I get, Again, I still I can't surprised. believe that like 25-year-old men got away with like going and playing high school basketball and football. Mm-hmm. I got to look it up real quick so I can give you the exact details because it's going to bother me if I don't. Uh-huh. Of the, the guys that did that? Yeah. Okay. One more ad to tell you how much we love Zencaster. If you're listening to this and you're thinking that you could start a podcast, you should. Zencaster makes starting a podcast so easy. With their high-quality recording in both audio and video, Zencaster is the perfect platform to start your podcast journey. We've said it before, there is only one you and your voice is important. Use it to start a podcast today. We'd love to help you. Head over to Zencaster.com slash pricing and enter code gruesome for 30% off your first three months. And then tell us what you're creating. There's like a whole article of adults who posed as children or adults who posed as teenagers. And then the list, there's several different ones. One of the guy's dad said that um, he was just trying to like get back something that he had and he went about it the wrong way. You can't go back. <laughs> There's find an adult way to do that. Find an yeah, adult so way to play. It was Bishop Sycamore High School, and um, there is no Bishop Sycamore High School. And they beat their IMG Academy, which is like a football powerhouse. They beat them 58 to 0, and it was broadcast yeah, on ESPN. they're all adult men. <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, let's see. I gotta... Could you imagine how, like, I wish they would have lost. Like the fake, mm-hmm. the fake team. Wouldn't that have been hilarious? Like if a bunch of sixteen-year-olds just whooped them. Oh no! I'm sorry. They did lose. Oh, they did. They yeah. Bishopmore Sick Bishop Sycamore entered the public's consciousness during its fifty-eight to zero blowout loss to IMG Academy. During the contest, ESPN announces. ESPN announcer said that Bishop Sycamore told the network the team had multiple top recruits. So they had like pipped themselves out to this, to ESPN to be able to play on live television. And then it was just a bunch of like, again, that is a movie. Like, <laughs> like here's what we're going to do. We're going like, to scam them into like getting us into the NFL. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I want to meet the ringleader of that and just slap them across the face. All these people trying to be younger. And when I was like 16, I was like, I'm 20. <laughs> Girl, and I and at no point 14. in my 20s was I like, I wish I was 16 again. No, like, no. At no point did I feel that way. No. And I, I just keep thinking of like how many times I lied about my age. And I, I still like... Not trying know, to brag, but I still don't look like mid thirties. Like no one even, who ever meets meets us are like, "Oh, you're th- mid 30s And I, one of, uh, one of my classmates listens to the podcast, and I will say that the nicest thing she ever told me was that she thought I had been a teen mom because when I met her the first time, I told her I had kids, and she was like, "Oh my god, she must have had kids when she was like 16. <laughs> and I was like, "Nope, thirty. 25 and 30. Mm, I just, I look like 14 and I'd be like, I'm 17. I was so like, maybe, maybe we're giving people like more benefit than they deserve. <laughs> because if people believed that we were, um, you know, 18 when we were 
when we were 21 when we were 16, then why wouldn't they believe that a 33-year-old was 13? Mm-hmm. And it's not, I mean, she did have, like, the hypopituitarism, so she did have, you know. And she had a breast reduction. I mean, I I like this. Yeah, I was 16, and I saw, like, rocking like an A cup. So, (laughs) oh, boy. Well, any boy that looked at us and was like, yeah, they're 18, dare I say, how dare you? How dare you? You knew better. We were at the ice cream shop the other day, and uh, they called out the window, ice water, like somebody had ordered an ice water. And my seven-year-old went, how dare they order a water when there's all this ice cream to have? And I was like, yeah, she's not wrong. dare they? Like, what is, what's their problem? She's not wrong. Yeah. So everyone go and get an ice cream and not a water. You deserve it. As I'm drinking water. I mean, you can drink water. You're just recording a podcast right now. I need to drink water. I am in a constant state of dehydration. Honestly, I'm surprised that you're even drinking plain water. That's not here. I, your... I know. Look, no. that is the trashiest, most disgusting thing about me, and I'm fully embracing it. And I know that the most gross thing about me is that I hate water. <laughs> like I hate it. I hate it so much. I I know I need to survive. I know I needed to survive, and I was feeling like shit on Saturday. And I told my father-in-law, I was like, yeah, I'm just not feeling really well. He's like, when's the last time you drank water? I was like, I don't know, two, three, four days ago. He's like, why don't you try to just drink a nice cold glass of water? And then I did and I felt better. And I was like, what is this magic substance? And I still, I don't know. needs it to live. I can drink. I don't know if it's like an ADHD thing where it's like, I love that. It doesn't have to be caffeine or like pop. Like I don't drink. I don't drink a lot of pop. It's just like I like the sensation of carbonation in my mouth. Like I like sparkling water. I prefer it. Like I will take a LaCroix over a Coke, but I just flat water. I don't and it's not just I don't like flat juice. I don't like tea. Like you like your uh, you like your beverages with a little uh, little little sparkle to them. Yeah, <laughs> that's OK. I it burns. I can't do it. I was never allowed to have it as a kid, and as an adult, I just have never been able to get used to the carbonation. It, like, it like causes some physical pain sometimes. Like, if oh, I try to take that. a drink of, like, a Dr. Pepper, I'm like, ugh, why is it spicy? Like, I don't know why. Like, I will throw down with some Diet Coke. Like, I love Diet Coke, but, like, I don't keep it in the house. Like, I don't buy it to drink at home. Like, I'll get it if I'm, like, out. I just, it is, a like, I can see the look of disgust on my husband's face when I'm like pouting about having to drink water. (laughs) My kids drink more water than I do. This is a physical, this is a character flaw of mine. And if you're going to come at me and be like, Connie, you nasty little thing, not drinking water. Like, or if you can be like, Connie, this is how you should drink water. Or if you just know how I can be more hydrated in general, I'll take that as well. I would suggest a fluoride treatment if you don't drink water. Like get, <laughs> like in my, you talk about like for my teeth? Yeah. I get fluoride treatments every time I go and I brush my teeth with the toothpaste. It's got like 40 extra percent fluoride. Oh, that's right. You have the fancy, you have the fancy fluoride stuff. That's good. That'll help then. Because. Mm-hmm. Just it. picture my organs like SpongeBob when he's on that lamp, like the table with the <laughs> lamp. That's what all of my organs look like. But if you pour a little water on you, <laughs> you're going to be glowing. 
it's I can't I don't know how like I don't know if it's like a trauma event from my childhood like I wasn't made to drink a lot of water like unless I was everyone's made humans are made to drink water (laughs) I I'm not made to drink it maybe you are traumatized by being forced to drink water no my mom was like a kool-aid she's like here you go it's the 90s here's a kool-aid pack like go ahead have at it man I my biggest dream as a child was to have squeeze-its on hand never had them I can't remember more than like three times that I ever had squeeze-its like on in the fridge ready to go but I wanted them I had that garage fridge baby (laughs) (laughs) I wanted them my dad said milk or water those are your options look I will throw down with some milk a nice cold ice cold glass of milk I would rather drink that are you a criminal (laughs) didn't even put strawberry in it no just plain ice cold i'll throw a couple ice cubes in it and to further add with how crazy my brain works my favorite milk is skim milk so it's practically water i have a fact that you put ice cubes in your milk just like i don't know it's like a whole new side of you (laughs) i will not drink things at room temperature that's fine but just the idea of ice cubes and milk, I think, weirds me out. Have you ever had, like, warm milk, though? Like, when it gets a little... And I'm not talking about, like, hot chocolate. I'm talking, like, I don't I like hot... I haven't drank milk in, like, 14 years. It's been Maybe that's my secret. Like, it's like, well, she doesn't... They say you have to dr- stay hydrated to be young, but I just drink, like, a gallon of milk a week. <laughs> Your bones are so strong. They need them to they're hold up by, like, they're... organs or, like, be laid. <laughs> <laughs> your uh your organs are just like dry sponges on like shish kebab skewers of your bones i That's understand good. if this makes any of you guys dislike me or think i'm gross i am gross <laughs> i we're all gross we all I, have gross things i bought the uh the water bottle that has like the different lines on it it's like this is what how much you need to drink and i filled it last time i used it i filled it with margarita I was like, <laughs> gotta hit those goals. Hit those goals. I ate six pieces of garlic bread at dinner, so we can say that. Dude, that. garlic bread is. I couldn't stop. I would like finish one and I'd be like, yeah, another. And I ate one more and I was like, hit me. I could do one more. And then like my kids were done and they didn't eat theirs. I was like, but I could eat theirs off their plate. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to eat gluten free because it's already a little crispy. So it doesn't matter that it's like cardboard. Like cardboard, just throw some butter, garlic on it. You're EBI choice. Uh, well, on that note, I guess we could probably leave it at that. Thank you so much for listening to Gruesome Horrific True Crime, a Zencaster powered podcast. Seriously, we wouldn't be here without them. Zencaster is simple to use and makes it easy to edit your own podcast. Zencaster gives you automatic high-quality post-production sound, transcription, and HD video recordings of all of your episodes. If you want to start a podcast, and we think you should, click the link in the show notes or at our website and use the code GRUESOME with a capital G for 30% off your first three months. We love you, beautiful strangers. And if you love us too, here are some ways that you can support GRUESOME. 
please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast or a five-star rating on Spotify. This helps other true crime connoisseurs find us. Follow us at Gruesome Podcasts on Instagram or TikTok and talk to us on our posts. Join the Patreon. Sign up to join our True Crime Sticker of the Month Club and gain access to bonus episodes and exclusive Patreon perks. Or if a one-time donation is more your thing, we have a Venmo at Gruesome Podcast and a PayPal via our email, gruesomepodcast at gmail.com. Speaking of which, we love hearing from you. It seriously makes our whole life. So send us your questions, comments, suggestions, or just ask our opinion on whether that person you met on Tinder is a serial killer or not. Tune in next week and don't forget, lock your windows, lock your doors, and on Wednesdays, we're we're gruesome. gruesome. Bye. Bye.